I'm Dr. Ward Bond, and I welcome you to Life-Changing Wellness, Episode 53. Today, we talk with one of the most famous names in fitness, one who struggled with childhood obesity under the shadow of her famous father. So stay tuned to this don't-miss Life-Changing Episode. This is Dr. Ward Bond's Life-Changing Wellness. Life-Changing Wellness. Here's Dr. Ward Bond. Welcome, everyone, back to Life-Changing Wellness. It's great to have you listening in again. And before we begin, if you could just do me a favor, please head over to iTunes after the interview with my guest today. Rate and review the show for me. And I want to thank you ahead of time for making our show great. And I encourage you to look up my show page on RadioMD.com slash Dr. Bond. Well, back with us today is my guest, Shauna Ferrigno, who has been a health and fitness educator for the past decade. She has helped balance thousands of people's health as a lifestyle coach. Traveling throughout the world, Shauna motivates her audiences everywhere she goes to take on the challenge of healthy living. Daughter of the famed bodybuilder and actor Lou Ferrigno, they created a very successful company known as Ferrigno Fit. Shauna's journey of being an overweight kid to becoming a fitness and lifestyle coach, she accumulated a lot of stories and experiences from clients that helped them overcome their struggles with diet and exercise. Well, after reflecting on these topics, as well as her own from her childhood, Shauna was inspired to motivate and she was motivated to write her brand new book, a bestseller, by the way, The Reset Plan, Lose the Secrets, Lose the Excuses and Lose the Weight. And in this special episode, she's going to give us a deeper look into her own battle with childhood obesity under the shadow of her famous father and how she came out victorious. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome back Shauna Ferrigno. Thank you so much. What a beautiful intro. I woke up really negative this morning where my brain tends to be negative sometimes. So I have to just remember all those kind words you said to me and and say that to myself every morning. What a beautiful intro. Thank you. I'm so happy to be back. Well, you're you're very welcome. You can you can do what one of my guests said that I introduced them one time and they were so taken back that they wanted to have it uh, taped and played every time they walked into a room. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so that, there's a good idea for you. Yeah, so you could make that as part of your alarm clock. Yeah, every morning, every morning. I love it. I love it. I am so happy. Thank you for that. You're very welcome. And I am so happy to have you back because you are so much fun. But you have one of the most incredible stories. I mean, here you are, the daughter of not only a famed bodybuilder and actor, but you had to live under, uh, in a way, you know, your father Lou's shadow in a very different way and uh you know so kind of take us through like what was it like having a father go back into competition when you were only 10 years old and why did you deal with the weight gain see it was interesting so my dad is 80 percent hard of hearing most people look at me and go oh yeah you have a father first and foremost i have an 80 percent hard of hearing father that's never heard music in his life so he connects with animals, and he did bodybuilding to get out of Brooklyn, which was a one-on-one sport because he couldn't do contact sports. So he's a very inside person as it is. So trying to get him get to know him as a kid with his busy um, with his busy filming schedule was was always a little tough. Um, so when he went back into competition, 
it got way harder, Dr. Ward. So this is this is what happened. We got back into competition. I say we because my family overnight turned into a business. My parents have still been married almost 40 years. And my mom and dad kind of warned us beforehand. And being a young kid, we didn't know what was going to go into it. So um, so at 10, they pretty much told me, hey, he's going to go back into competition. He got the Hulk series before he ever won the Mr. Olympia, which is a huge, which is the top of creme de la creme bodybuilding competition. And Arnold won it, I think, seven times. And he always wanted to win it, but he got the Hulk series. So he never got the chance to. So when they said for him to go back, he thought, why not? This could be a really good time. What it turned out to be was missing my dad even more than I did to begin with. Um, he was at the gym five, six hours a day. Overnight, you know, my family, like I said, turned into a business. So everything was really clean eating and we all sat at the table and ate clean food. But he just, he became a shell of himself because he was um, emotionally unavailable completely. And he was doing it, you know, to put food on the on the table for his family and, and win a legacy that he always wanted to win. But in the meantime, I was going up to my room and, you know, told my mom there were hunger drives going on at school. So I would get lots of, you know, crap food and I would bring them into my bedroom, hide that food that was supposed to go to the charities and eat them myself. And I thought that anything that went into my mouth that nobody saw didn't exist because I resented healthy food because it took my dad away, I felt. As a ten year old. So that's how this whole process started. And that's why when people always say, you know, it's it's you gotta get your body, you know, to where it's gotta be six pack abs and all that. And like, no, you gotta get your mind straight and you gotta look at your view and go, Where am I right now in life? What's going on? Why am I eating what I'm eating? And it really starts with the mind. That's what I always say. So that's where my mind was at ten years old. Well, let me ask you this. Okay, you're ten years old, you're you're getting money that you're supposed to be buying food for charity, but you're buying the food. You're taking it, taking it into your bedroom, hiding it. You're eating it. And um, when did you realize that you were actually overweight and did people treat you differently? And if so, how? Yeah, I talk about it a lot. My parents always, they were always kind and supportive to me. So they never said a word to me, which I think really helped with, you know, keeping the weight off as I got older. But what I when I really started to see it, as I talk about in the Daily Mail article, was we were on the red carpet, and there I'll never forget, there was a publicist there, and I have two smaller brothers, and they are just so adorable. And I was really heavy, you know, for a 10-year-old who's wearing a size 36-man pant. And um, I remember her going, can we get her off to the side and have, have only have the boys in this shot? And, like, looking at me, like in disgust. And then I also, um, a little later that year, I had some friends. I was at a restaurant and this father, he was just, he was horrific. I don't know where he is today, but just to a <laughs> child, he, he looked at me and he's like, I don't know how your parents deal with you being so fat when they're just so in shape. And he was like, and I would never let my kids look like you. And like shamed me at the table. Oh my and gosh. I was not even 11 years old because he was a triathlete. And I guess he was, you know, successful and he shamed me and I was, and I just remember eating and feeling that emotion and eating those ribs and feeling shamed in front of him and him looking down at me. And I still can't look at ribs the same. I'm telling you that man, but I, but I learned to take that trauma and put it into triumph because I don't know where that man is now, but I've forgiven him and I've forgiven a lot of people. Let me tell you. 
So well, what, well, what was that like staying? Me. Well, what was that like, Shauna, standing on the red carpet? Here's all these photographers, all of the microphones and everything, and then someone coming up and basically having you move off to the side. Did you understand that what was going on? It was such it was such a shameful it was that moment of like like you know when you can hear people talking a different language but you don't know yeah. exactly what they're saying but um but you have that feeling so I, I had that feeling and I remember looking up at my mom who makes me want to cry who's my hero to this day and her looking at this woman and going no are 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 you kidding me and she got it and and I did it and I just remember thinking oh my god like wow something's going on bigger than me and just looking down at myself. And not getting it. And then later on that night, I asked my mom, there's a picture I actually have. It's in my book, The Reset Plan, and I'm eating ice cream. And I said, you know, do people think I'm fat? And my mom said, well, no, I think you're beautiful. I just think maybe we should eat a little less ice cream at night if if you want to feel better. Because sugar, and she started teaching me about sugar. And that that really, to this day, she's my hero for that. Because there's a lot of parents, and I try to instill that in people and parents especially, don't don't shame your children. You know, the world is hard enough as it is that they don't know you. So really build yourself and your children up, you know? I love so. that. I love that. And yeah. kudos to your, to your mother. When did, when did your father Lou, um, finally, uh, I guess maybe he kind of figured it out, <laughs> you know, you know, I'm sure he, uh, you know, he knew you were overweight, but when, did he, uh, I mean, did he give you any, uh, kind of helpful, uh, tips or hints in a way like your mother did? You know, my dad always, always told me to just keep going. And he always would say, come down, sit at the table. And he would talk about how his dad was really, was really mean to him growing up. You know, my dad was 80% hard of hearing and my my grandfather was a lieutenant in Brooklyn. So that was very shameful for my macho grandfather to have a son that was 80% hard of hearing. So my dad would look at me and just say, hey, you know, there's fruits, there's vegetables here. And he would also tell me he also didn't love his diet as well. And he said, Shauna, you know, he, he had a scale that he would weigh his food and he would pretty much know, but he was down to every calorie. And I just resented the word calories. I resented that scale. You know, I, I say in my book, I wanted to punch tail in the face. Like I just <laughs> resented everything. And, and, you know, and I was just so, and it was a cycle of just eating bad food and, and just, you know, and I think they pretty much, I had deserted under my bed because my legs would rub together and it was all the shame and all the secrets and that cycle of just eating bad. It's like an alcoholic. It's like you feel the high of the sugar or the high of the alcohol and then you crash and then you, you know, you have to get back on that horse again and do it again. And it's that shame cycle. So dad really would look at me and just say, Hey, this is not the way to go, but how are you feeling? Like, do you, do you want to go into the gym? Do you, like, he would always be encouraging, but of course, ew, he's my dad. Who wants to train with Lou Ferrigno? Not me. <laughs> you know, only the whole world. The whole yeah, world only the whole world. Train with him, right? <laughs> but he's my dad, you know? So I was like, dad, that's not cool. I don't, so then he, he brought me to a, a dietitian actually, when I said to him, I said, Hey, maybe I got to learn some things. Would you help me? And it took, it took about two years. And, um, I got sick in the process. I got really beforehand, I got really sick and I started liking how my body felt when I was real and I started losing weight and that wasn't healthy as well. My hair started falling out. 
I tried like cabbage diets. I tried all of these different diets. And, and so I was thin, but I was miserable and I was really sickly. So we went to the dietitian and she started teaching me about food being fuel and it being my friend and that this was going to be a long marathon. It was not just a sprint and I better get to know my body and what I liked with food now. That made me feel good because otherwise it was going to be a really hard existence. And that's what I try to do is I try to tell people it's going to be a long journey if you don't like yourself when you wake up every day. It's going to be a long, long journey if you don't eat well because your body's going to going to comp out on you at some point and well, it's let's not going to be your best. Well, let's do some com- uh, comparisons and, uh, you know, the diet. All right. Let's say, um, you know, your father's diet, Lou Ferrigno, back when he was in competition and and all of the diets that the professional bodybuilders go through and do. Don't you find that it, it's so much different today than it was when he was doing it, that they're not really counting calories per se. They're measuring their protein intake, their carb intake, their fat intake, that they're not really paying attention to calorie that much anymore. Is that true? Well, yeah, in the old school, like in the 70s, my dad would tell me, he talks to me a lot about how um, he would starve. He was he was hungry. It was more of that Herculean God look, you know, with that beautiful body that looks, which is what bodybuilding should be. An average man should look or woman should look at that body and go, oh, that's, that's a beautiful body. I can look like that if I really put dedication into it. And with that comes counting calories and not having so much. Now the bodybuilders... They look really juiced up, in my opinion. They look really just over the top. I don't know how anybody, that's why I don't think personally, I don't think bodybuilding is a sport that people are in love with anymore. I think it's more about um, at fitness festivals as opposed to bodybuilding competitions um, because these, these people are massive. And that, and I don't, without drugs, in my opinion, it doesn't, it doesn't come that way naturally. So, oh, um, well, yeah, so I, I mean, it's different. Yeah, it's the only competition. It's the only sport in the world that they don't do drug testing because everybody would fail. Exactly. It's, like a, it's more of a it's more of a bodybuilding cop. It's more of a beauty competition. You know what I mean? Where with yeah, that gotcha. you can throw the ball in the net and you make two points, but it they don't test exactly. It's it's not that. And so I just I don't find it I don't find it as appeasing because I look at people and young kids and I go wait 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 let's start with you first because it's. My dad did it because he's 80% hard of hearing and he couldn't do contact sports. But people that get into it now have their own journey with it. But I, I don't know. I, I, well, I'm not, I'm not in that world as much. Well, yeah. It. I mean, you can look at, you can look at the, uh, the older photos of, of your father and Franco and, and Arnold. And even today, if, if, if that physique was brought into bodybuilding today, they'd all lose. Hmm. You yeah, know, because, but I'd like you know, to bring it back. <laughs> well, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. Well, let me ask you this. What was your actual turning point to get yourself losing the weight and healthy and, um, and at the same time forgiving everybody and uh, wiping away all the guilt and the shame? I finally got it at 19. I uh, yo-yoed for good seven, eight years. And then I went backpacking with a girlfriend of mine in Europe and I was eating like all day. I was eating the food and I was walking and hiking and, and moving and 
exploring and doing things that interested me. And I was like, and the food, especially in Europe, is such, it's such more, it's a much better experience and it's less processed food. And you can eat while walking. And, and so I lost 15 pounds in those two and a half weeks. And I went, wow, I could, I can do this. Like, because everything was natural. Pasta was fresh. The gelato had real cream in it. And so then I came back and I really started researching what was in our food. You know, I talk about a lot in my book. It goes back to World War One and the Nixon administration. And, you know, they put food, they put preservatives in our food because, you know, you know, back then women couldn't have full time jobs. So they were scared the men weren't coming back from war. So I started educating myself. And that was my turning point. And so it wasn't about what, how much I was eating. It was about what I was eating. And so when I got that concept, I went, got it. That was my reset point. And then I never looked back. Well, how did you keep the weight off? By exactly educating myself, by eating things that I really enjoyed and going and with my book, The Reset Plan, it took me about two, three weeks to really take a journal and go, okay, why am I eating this right now? Am I emotional eating this right now? Did somebody upset me? What, how, how many times in between the day am I eating? What am I eating? How much sugar is in things? I started counting sugar a lot because, you know, I'll look at bread and there's five, six grams of sugar in bread, you know, and some oh, other yeah. breads don't have that. But they, yeah, they put sugar in everything. And so just reading a lot, educating myself. And just when, when I started going, wow, society's making me heavy as well as myself, but it's really making all these commercials as kids. You know, I tell parents, I'm like, watch out with the commercials that your kids are watching because that's the number one time slot of these, you know, Kellogg's and all of these awful sugar cereals. They're putting it right in there. McDonald's, they're, they're just brainwashing your kids with these commercials. So, um, the nostalgia of McDonald's is gone. And also when I started forgiving people and I started feeling good about myself, and started letting it go, the shame wasn't there anymore because it was their shame that they put on me. And then just the guilt of going, okay, I don't have guilt with this. Like, I feel good eating good food. And that's where it starts. It's like what I said when we started this segment. I wake up, my brain is prone to be negative a lot. You know, I wake up going, why aren't I up, you know, an hour earlier? Why aren't they doing this? Why aren't I blah, blah, blah? Why aren't I here yet? And I just go, wow, Shauna, stop. You woke up this morning. God gave you this gift of breathing this morning. You know, your heart never stops until the day you die. So when I realized, you know, when when you're really heavy and when you're really abusing your body, your heart is suffering and it never gives up on us until the day we die. So I don't want to stress it out too much. I need it to be my friend. I want to live a long life. So putting things in perspective and breathing. It's a big one. <laughs> well, well, let me ask I know you this. I'm rambling, but I can no, talk about this all day. No, you're good. I, I love talking to you. It's so fantastic. But I want to ask you a question because when you know you you found uh, this journey, okay, you you were hiking and walking, you were eating, and then all of a sudden you're like, wow, I lost 15 pounds in two weeks. How did this whole transformation, where your father and yourself created Frickno? Fit. So what is Ferrigno Fit? So Fit to us means it's always capitalized because it means focus, invest, and take action with what you want in your life, mentally, spiritually, physically. So we started Ferrigno Fit because we're, we're going to start a, a big series. We're going to have a TV show coming up. There's lots in the works. But 
we started, we're the only father-daughter fitness team of ours here, and we like to have a really good time. So we really talk, he talks about the physical aspects of, you know, building yourself, your body, you know, like masking, you know, insecurities that you have inside. He had a lot of them from being 80% hard of hearing. So he, he masked it through, you know, building his body, feeling good about himself with his size. Me, I started going from the inside out, start looking inside of myself going, okay, I really want, I don't need six pack abs, but I really want to feel good when I'm out. I don't want to have to look at a seat on an airplane and go, oh my gosh, the person next to me is going to be really upset with me. I don't want to have to think about what everybody thinks about me constantly. And the only way to get to that point is to really feel good about yourself moment to moment. So that's what we do together. And we bring entertainment into it as well. We have an incredibly fit program that's been really successful. Um, that was a 12-week program. And then my book, The Reset Plan, is based on it. And then Dad and I are going to start doing um, Instagram channels and a TV show, like I said, about building yourself and your brand to be consistent. Well, I saw the fitness. well, I saw that short video on Instagram where you were talking to, I believe it, you were talking to a couple. Is that kind of like the basis mm-hmm. for the the new TV series? That's one of them. We have we have two. I can't really talk about them. But oh, I understand. Uh, yourself, it's gonna yes. be good. It's gonna be good, and I'll be back on again. But yeah, that's what I do. I go into people's homes and I deal with trauma. So I'll I'll go into people's homes that you know I have. PTSD of some sort. And then I'll go into people's homes that are about to get married because people always concentrate on getting married, but it's about being married. And people are always like, well, you're not married. And I'm like, I understand that I'm not married, but I do know what consistency is. And I know, you know, being in a relationship, how you can quote unquote, lose yourself and eat badly and, you know, but you got to look at life goals. So that show is based off of a therapist coming in, um, a lifestyle coach, which is myself coming in, and then an indoor exterior decorator coming in. So that's, that's like the trifecta of getting a home together, not just about the day. Well, so, I, um, so I love that idea. Yeah. I love that idea because, you know, and for all of my listeners out there, you need to follow Shauna. You need to follow Lou. You know, I even follow Lou Jr. <laughs> and Frig No oh, Fit on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, so I follow everybody on Instagram and I want all my listeners to know when you follow them on Instagram and you look at the pictures and, and you've heard this interview with Shauna talking about her father. I want everyone to know this is a very tight, loving family. Okay. So even though she's taught, even though she went deep into talking about her past when she was 10 and 11 years old and struggling with her weight, She's always loved her parents, so I want everybody to know that. This is not one of those yeah, Hollywood stories. This is a positive no. story. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't yeah. want this on TMZ. So <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Thank you for clearing that up. Yes. <laughs> you know, so I, I, I want everybody That's to know that. Cool. But but I, where can everybody buy your book, The Reset Plan? Well, I, I, I can only sign it if you go to fricknofit.com. But um, it's at com, and then it's also on Amazon and doing really, really well on Amazon as well. So, yeah, I'm really excited about it. So it's been been really successful journey so far, and I'm just grateful that you had me on and also that people are, you know, changing, resetting their lives. So it's pretty cool. I like it, it is pretty cool. cool. Well, let me ask you this. <laughs> what is the one thing that people should know about their food and how to keep the weight off for good? Uh, there's so much processed 
things in our food and I, I could I could talk all day. But what I always say is if your great grandmother could not identify the ingredients in it, don't touch it. So, uh, or make it something that you eat once in a while. Like, you know, what our great grandmother know what a Twinkie is. It's all manufactured. It's all processed. If you want something sweet, have watermelon. You know, there's like natural sugars in it. And there's not a whole list of ingredients that goes into a watermelon. So really eat from the earth. And really, if there's, again, if there's more than three ingredients you don't understand in it, don't touch it. Just at Mm -hmm. least. I talk about that a lot. My program's a 66-day program. And so I don't say take everything out, but just start monitoring what goes in your mouth. This is our machine. This is our body. You know, we only have one one body to live in. This is it. This is oh, it. So. I completely agree. And, you know, some people find out uh, too late in life and they can't uh, do it over. But, ladies and gentlemen, right now I can tell you one thing. Get Shauna's book, The Reset Plan. If you want it signed by Shauna, go to ferignofit.com. Uh, check out their program there. But I can tell you something. Once you start the program, once you start seeing and feeling the changes in your body, your mind, and in your spirit, you're going to say, hey, I can actually do this. And uh, you've got a support group right there, right there. So, uh, Amen. Now, Sean, yeah. Sean, so so if people have questions, like when they get your book, and if they ever have any questions, is there a way they can contact for to send a question to get an answer back, maybe through the website? Of course, yep. And there's also there's two groups. So there's Shauna at Fit. I answer people all the time. dot com, and then also there's two groups on Facebook. It's the Reset Plan on Facebook. And then there's the incredibly fit group, which people that have been in the incredibly fit program go to. And then also uh, the reset plan, my book. So it's a, it's a closed community, you know, ask to be involved. And it's really just nurturing people that have been through so many things together with us, with our program separately. And it's just an amazing community on Facebook. It's called the incredibly fit group. It's great. I, I love it. And Shauna, again, thank you so much for Thank coming you, back Dr. onto the Fawn. show. You are so much fun and uh you know You are wonderful. <laughs> give well thank you. But give give uh give your family all my best and let me thank keep you. me posted on the the TV series cuz uh I will have you back anytime. I can tell you that. So uh Yay. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you and I hope you guys have a blessed day and it means the world that I was on again. Thank you. Oh, a- absolutely. And remember to catch every episode of Life Changing Wellness. Just hit subscribe on iTunes or on my show page at RadioMD.com slash Dr. Bond. And if I can ask you a favor, please take 30 seconds, rate the show on iTunes. And again, thank you for doing that for me as we want to bring you the best show possible. You can learn more about me at DrWardBond.com as well as my television show Think Natural at ThinkNaturalTV.com. And again, thank you for listening to Life Changing Wellness. I'm Dr. Ward Bond. And remember, something spectacular happens when you treat your body right. Have a blessed day.